afternoon, traders. Oh, that's weird. That didn't set up correctly. How are y'all doing today? Hope you're having a fantastic day. As I can see, my hair is a mess. My camera is out of place. That's better. And uh, I'm just glad to see you. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a fantastic day. I see Watch Channel DE is already here. Well done. Glad you could make it. All right. So um, I liked the idea that was presented in the Discord about um, doing mock trades. Like, I'm not actually going to put the trade on. Uh, it would give us something to do. It gives me an opportunity to teach you more about the way that I trade and show you how outlier works. So we're going to jump into that in just a moment. I feel like in the Discord, somebody had asked a question or had a comment that I wanted to address. Uh, we did add a new section down here called Feature Requests. Um, so if instead of uh, putting any feature requests that you'd like to see an outlier, please drop them into here. That way we don't lose them. We don't lose them inside of the regular uh, support requests over there. Um, maybe it was in the support section. Okay, so here's a feature request. And Bluefin Trader was asking about being uh, Delta neutral. Um, he also asked about a CSV file by date. That's not a bad idea. What I do, uh, and you see me do this and you'll see me do it today. I, I just copy and it seems to work really well. You can just straight copy and then paste into a spreadsheet. No issues there. Uh, I do that literally all the time. Um, but Mahesh is making more updates to the uh, 2.0 um, dev version. So I, I don't want to show those off today. He said there, there's going to be more updates coming in the very near future. Um, he's saying the actual go live date for the 2.0 is actually March 11th. So mark your calendars. Uh, March 11th is the go live date. I'm actually out that week. Uh, we're taking spring break. Um, so I will be back the following week. That would be the 19th. So, oh, no, no, no. That was February. I'll be back on the 18th. Yeah, I'll be out the week of the 11th through the 15th. I'll be back on the 18th. But the new updates will be available on the 8th. I'm sorry, the 11th through the 15th. So that'll be exciting. Um, you can just get right on it. I mean, they'll be av available forever, I should say. But that's when the go live date is. Um, and then Bluefin Trader was asking about uh, Delta hedging. And I just want to take a moment to talk about that. Just a moment, because I know I could be very verbose when I don't need to be. Um, the Idea with Delta hedging, meaning that if you're long a stock and for some reason the stock's not working for you, the trade's not working out, uh, you can short shares against it, which effectively like negates your position. So let's say you're long 100 shares, you sell 100 shares short, you're actually just now long 150 shares. Uh, and with options, Similar circumstance, right? You can be long calls and you can be short calls. You can be long puts uh, at the same time you're long calls. There's lots of different ways to do that. At one point in time, uh, the people who I used to learn to trade from uh, when I couldn't make any money whatsoever, they would say, you want to be delta neutral. Delta neutral meaning that the market could go up, it could go down, it can go sideways, whatever, and you'll still make money. I couldn't, but apparently everybody else in the world could. 
Um, and a lot of that was selling iron condors. That was basically my strategy. Uh, selling iron condors all day, every day. And I lost money all day, every day. Like that, that is not a strategy. I, I, I suggest anybody do. However, um, when I started working with Mark Manervini and Steve Burns, specifically them two, I remember, uh, Steve telling me, yeah, I used to trade that way too, until I realized I wanted to make money. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Maybe I should shut up and listen, but the idea of Delta neutral of Delta hedging is alluring. It's exciting. It's like, wow, if, if the market moves sideways or whatever, I can, I can still make money. But the reality of it is if you want to be long the market, be long the market. If you want to be long that stock, be long that stock. If you want to be neutral, don't trade it because essentially that's the same thing. So that was some, some good advice that I got from Steve and Mark. And because of that, um, that's how I look to trade now. It's either long or out. I don't do any sort of hedging and I don't want to do any hedging. I'm either long or I'm out. If you're trying to hedge, why? Just close the trade. Take the small loss before it turns into a big loss. That's how I look at it. So I appreciate that uh, Bluefin Traders, Jean-Louis. I'm always here to help you guys. And I really, really appreciate y'all uh, coming live like Nathan and Donna are. Thank you so much for coming this afternoon. So let's jump right into it and uh, we'll just put on some mock trades. All right, welcome to the Outlier Trading Room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now, I'm a partner with Outlier, and this is my style of trading using the platform here. So my style of trading always starts with the market. I want to see the 10 over the 20 with price over the 50 on the S&P 500, and same on the market breadth, the MMFI. So we can go to the SPY here. You can see the SPY is having a little pullback. The, the market does have down days. I know it feels like it doesn't, but it does. Um... <laughs> This this complacency has got me really nervous for a lot of people. Uh, but we do have the 10 over the 20, price over the 50. Don't short this market right now. Not while price continues to steam higher, to steam scream higher. Don't get in the way of it, okay? So that's long. However, market breadth, so the percent of stocks above their own 50-day moving average, that's this line right here, is uh, trending down and has been trending down for weeks, months nearly. January 8th was the last trade that I put on. January 24th was when it crested and started coming back down. Um, so this is bearish, right? And these are not in alignment, right? This is bullish. The market's bullish while the market breadth is bearish. That's a weak trend. Uh, one of them will reverse. And when it does, that'll be a very, very strong trend uh, when they both move in the same direction. But right now, don't get in the way. So it'd normally be a transition day for me. But because I love you guys, let's put on some mock trades. We'll continue on. The next step, We'll be getting the outlier signals for today, which is easy breezy. You can just jump into the outlier platform, go to the bull list, because I'm not shorting anything. And you want to go to the bottom of today's date. Okay. You can load more. So there's plenty of days where you have to load more. But today we have 17. You can see that right there. And I just copy these and I open a spreadsheet. Could be any spreadsheet you want. Paste it. Now I'm going to take this list, copy it, and I'm going to drop it back into TrendSpider. Not as a sales endorsement for TrendSpider, but I want to see the charts. Okay. Now I've got the list of 17 right here. Easy enough. So we got the buy and sell signals. Next, uh, we are going to run the scanner 
inside of Outlier. Now, what it's doing, uh, not inside of Outlier, inside of uh, Trend Spider. It's making sure the price is in the direction of the trend. Uh, I do need to update this slide, but that's what we're doing right now. So running the scanner right here, it's really handy how it can have both on the same screen. Now, all of these have their own price in the direction of the trend, right? So let me remove this. All these are the 10 or the 20 or the 50, right? Not, not all of these are. And I only trade stocks that are strong like that. So not all of these are strong. Not the entire list is strong. They do fit from outliers perspective. But the way that I trade, I want to see them all pushing higher. Uh, let's see. Nathan's here. Okay, Nathan has a question. If you have a valid 10, 20, 50 and matching breadth and you make a trade, would you wait for the sell signal from outlier? Uh, in this case, no. So let's, I can go over my sell signals real quick. Nathan, before I put on a trade, I always need to look to see if I need to take off a trade. I, I have multiple criteria to get out. So this is my stop out category in the blue. This is my long exits on the green, short exits on the red. If the 10 EMA is broken, right? If price goes under the 10 EMA, I'm out. I'm keeping my risk in check. I'm out. If it moves to half ATR from entry, I'm out. So this particular stock, the ATR is about $1.79. Uh, you can see that here. That's $1.79 today. So let's call it 180. 180 divided by two is 90 cents. So if I were getting in right now, I would get in 90 cents below this, which, or get out 119.76 minus dot nine, 118.86. So that would be an exit point. If it closes under the 10 or under the half ATR, the ATR is the average true range over the last two weeks, over the last 14 candles. And also, a close below the prior day's low. A close below the prior day's low invalidates a trend. If you look at a beautiful trend like this one right here, I don't think you're going to find a single time where it has closed. Here's once. Once right there. So huge, beautiful uptrend. A close below the prior day's low is an exit signal for me. Not anywhere right there. Not anywhere right there. Uh, maybe right there. So that's a strong trend from here to here. So big, strong trends don't have that happen. Now, this one in particular, uh, you could have got in multiple times, gotten in and out. But close below the prior day's low look like this, right? Close below the prior day's low, you get more and more of those. That is a sideways market or a downward trending market. And you don't want to be in that, right? So... If that happens, that is an exit signal to me. So those are my stop out points. Additionally, I like to use order blocks and the uh, color, the shading. So let's go to ABT. I like to use the shading on the behavioral heat map. So if it runs into an order block, what is an order block? An order block is an existing big institutional order. I say institution because they're the only ones with big orders like that that can move the market. So for example, when price comes back down into this area, more than likely it might bounce. Same thing here, same thing here. But if you're running up into an order block, when this order gets filled, it's more likely to come back down. We have seen in the live streams so many times. It'll wick right into it and come right back down. It works so good. <laughs> I can't say flawlessly, but it works so good. Like It's one of those things where I'll never trade without order blocks again. Uh, also, 
I like to use the shades of green on here, okay? So my shade of green, I use this uh, Google plugin called Eyedropper. And when it gets too dark green, when it gets too greedy, I like to get out. So for example, today it's 70 CBA0. You can find that in the bottom right-hand corner, kind of opposite myself right now. 70 CBA0. Um, and my normal exit point is this one right here, 88D4B0. When it's past 88D4B0, I go two shades darker, right? So this is past 88D4B0, so I'll just go two shades darker, right? That's what this is looking like, two shades darker. So I have lots of exit criterias because more than anything, what matters most of all is where you get out of a trade or you get into the trade. All right, let me continue on with this. What if the 10, 50, and breadth no longer match? Um, okay, so for example, if I'm still holding the trade and then breadth goes out in the market, but my trade still looks good, um, I think I've had that only a handful of times, and I believe every time I've seen that, I went ahead and closed it um, and then went to, to full cash. So yeah. So for example, day one, you have a valid 10, 50, 50, 10, 20, 50 of breath. On day five, they no longer match. And day 10, outlier has a sell signal. Just a, I would have exited at day five. Yeah. What's up, Bastion? Good to see you. Of course, while adhering to your own personal risk. And that's the key here, right? Outlier is so cool how easy it makes buys and sells and makes it just like stupid simple for anybody out there, which is so great. Uh, but of course, you need to decide your own risk before you get into a trade. Yeah, I made the suggestion on Discord to hover over the color looker. I yeah, I saw that too. Um, I saw that suggestion. Uh, you must be in ten, Nathan. Nate ten. Ah, now I get it. Okay, cool. I appreciate that, Nathan. You are welcome, dude. Now that we can do some mock trades, we're going to be like all over this, like white on rice. Bonsoir or bonsoir. I don't know. I don't speak French. Bon bonjour. <laughs> hey, Brian. Good to see you. Glad you're here, my friend, Brian. All right. So let's move on. So we've got this. We've run the scanner and the scanner is just going to make sure that the direction of the trend is good on these stocks. OK, now the next step. Is to back test. So. There is a simpler way to do this. However, it's not updated just yet. Inside of TrendSpider, they have this thing called Variance Explorer. By the way, if you ever want TrendSpider, just use the code 10MINUTE. You get 35% off your plan at a minimum. Um, it's just I, I do affiliate marketing for them, and I've done it for ages and ages and ages. However, I am a partner with Outlier, and that is where my business interests lie. So just trying to save you some money if you do want to use TrendSpider. Okay, so here's what I have found. This is really cool because we can add in buttloads of symbols, but you have to do them manually. So I was actually looking at this earlier today and wondering if there is like a simpler way to do this. So I think the way that I want to go about doing this is having two TrendSpider tabs side by side. Going through this list here. That's the shorts. Let me put it on the longs again. Going through this list here, if they pass the back test, dropping them right over here. Mm, got kind of tiny there, didn't it? 
Can I still strategy test? Oh, sweet. It still takes up room. Cool. Long. Enter. I guess I have to scroll this over. There we go. So if it passes here, which it does not, then I'll type it in over there. Easy breezy. Oh, wow. Look at that one. CLDX. 800% returns. That's crazy talk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. D is negative 15. I'm looking at this number right here. So if we expand that, it shows what the stock has done following this really, really simple buy, buy over the 10, sell under the 10 versus what the stock has done just as uh, over those last thousand candles. So it's performed significantly better than the stock has. However, still negative expectancy. All right, moving on to MU. Negative 36, positive 75 on RPM. Yeah, this'll do, this'll do, this saves time. Negative 35, toll 115. VRTX, while that thinks about it, let's run this one over here. Those are the returns we just talked about. BRTX is negative. Wing is positive. Cool. So if we compute these, we can see all of these have our positive expectancy, which is awesome. Now that we've got that, I can drop this back in. And we can start with the biggest and work our way down. In this case, I'm just going to do CDLX or CLDX. Okay, so we're good here. Um, let's try CLDX inside this because we're double backtesting. We're backtesting a really simple strategy and then we're backtesting to make sure the outlier signal return is huge, which is 1300%. Jeez Louise. I like that. Okay, cool. Positive expectancy right there. So now we're going to start with the highest uh, backtest. 21 days to expiration on the options chain. 250 plus open interest. Less than 50 cent bid ask spread. 20% or less extrinsic value generally around 80 delta so let's look at cldx 
All right, CLDX, 16 days is close to 21. I can live with that. Open interest, 4,500 on this strike. 4,500. However, there's a huge problem here. 4,500 open interest, but it's $3.10 wide. You think I'm going to trade that? Hell no. Why? 14.40 minus 11.30. Divided by 14.40. I'm going to lose 21% if I buy on the ask and sell on the bid. Do you want to lose 21% between the time you buy it and the time you sell it? No. So that's why I have that rule of no more than 50 cents bid ask spread. However, we rolled down. This strike could work. The 50 strike. 297 is more than 250. This is 30 cents wide. I can live with that. Our extrinsic value, however, is 202 over 390. So that's 51%. 51% of this option will expire uh, worthless at this moment. It does not fit my criteria. I will not trade that. No way. No, sir. Not going to happen. So we can move to the next one. RPM. And as you can see, everything I do is data. Everything I do is data. I don't look for chart patterns. I can't draw a cup and handle to save my life. I don't look for a bull flag pennant upside down cheesecake pineapple because I can't do it. I'm a data dude. And honestly, I don't know how anybody can be artistic like that. It's all data to me. 73% on RPM. Let's roll over to Tastyworks. So it has positive back tests. Look at here. Nobody's home. No open interest. I'm skipping that. Next. Toll. Oh, actually, this is not sorted, is it? Sorry. Wing. Oh, yeah, that didn't sort right either, did it? Huh. Either way. Okay. Uh, we'll go to wing next. I guess I got a bug right there. Uh, where, 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 where? Here. It is Wingstop. This is my younger son Elliot's favorite place to eat. He only wants to eat there all day, every day. And funny story, I started taking um, Ozempic uh, about a year ago. I'm down over 40 pounds, looking great, by the way. Um, but I can't eat wings anymore, like hot wings. Anything fried chicken, like, ruins me at this point in my life. So I've basically given up on Wingstop. But my son's always asking for it. Uh, okay. Any of these look good above 320. This is 70 cents wide. This is 90 cents wide. That's 50 cents wide. But the extrinsic of eight bucks over 14, that's over 50%. So I'm skipping that too. This is the objective every day. Find what stocks do not fit your criteria. If they do not fit your trading criteria, do not trade them. But by the time you're done, all the only things that are left are the ones that fit and you are obligated to trade them. Larry Hyatt and I had that conversation. Um, Larry Hyatt, one of the original market wizards. I remember working with him and he was like, listen, if you have a trade that sets up and you are chicken or you just came off a loser and you don't want to have another loser and you don't put on the trade that sets up exactly as your trading plan would show, you have invalidated your trading plan. Everything you've worked on, just throw it out the window because it means nothing. 
If you can't execute when you have the opportunity, irregardless of what just happened or what may happen, each trade is an individual circumstance. You cannot base the outcome of this trade on the outcome of the prior trade. You cannot do that. So I'm eliminating everything I can. So the only thing that's left are ones that I would trade. Back to this. All right, this is good. 20 cents wide, 1.7 thousand. This is good, 20 cents wide on 1.5 thousand. However, the extrinsic value is really high. See, extrinsic right there. And this one may work. 247 is close enough to 250, 20 cents wide. What's the extrinsic value? 137 divided by 660, 20%. That's my number right there. I could go with this one. However, this one is $2 cheaper to me. It's $2 cheaper, which is cool. Still hits my 20% threshold. Still hits my open interest threshold. And 75% delta. Around 80 delta. It's, it, the math always works that way. Always. Except when it doesn't. But it usually does. <laughs> so I would trade this one right here. Uh, toll. And let's say I got filled at 650. That would be a trade I would put on. Now, let's go look at toll. Where would I get out? Ooh, good question. Where would I get out? Let's say I got in at toll 112.19. Okay. I would come in here. Oh, no, my favorites went away. Damn it. Wait a minute. Maybe it's in this version because this is like two workspaces here. No, I like those colors. I didn't pick them, but I thought they were great. Okay. Opening. And then if it goes down to the 10 EMA, I'm out. Like I said earlier, we discussed this. Where? I don't know where that went. So this is the 10 EMA. Now, what you'll see is what I use as an abbreviation called a PEP, planned exit point. Why do I call it a planned exit point? That's a really, really easy explanation of why I call it a planned exit point. Because if I plan this ahead of time and I show up tomorrow and it's breached that point, if I don't take that, I've invalidated my plan. I planned to get out if that happens. If it doesn't happen, I don't have to get out. But next, we have another obstacle here, right? So if we're starting at the 10 EMA, we also need to find a half ATR from entry, which is generally going to be less than that. So $3 on the ATR. ATR down here is at $2.99 right now. So we're going to call it three bucks. So we take the opening price, $112.19, minus a buck fifty. So that's half of three. $110.69. As you can see here, I'm not going to use the 10 EMA. I'm going to use $110.69. That is the half ATR. Generally, that's the more close number than the 10. So if tomorrow price closes, or when I say closes, I mean during our session is below this point, then I'll need to get out. Now, one thing has happened in the past that I accounted for after it happened. And that was if for some reason, Price moves past the planned exit point at the close. So, for example, let's say we're following the chart and 
we look at this. This is the five minute chart. We look at this and we're like, okay, all is cool. It's nowhere close to our planned exit point. You know, 30 minutes before the market close. The market closes and we come back the next morning and it's somewhere down here, right? It 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 um, went to that point before the market uh, closed for the day. However, I missed it. When that happens, if the price moves past the PEP at the close, so I've already made my decision, live stream's over. If it happens, set an alert to close the trade if it drops below the prior day's low intraday. This may be the only time I trade intraday. It is an emergency exit, right? So for example, if the planned exit point is $100.15, between the time of making the decision, it goes from 120 to 110, which happens, right? 30 minutes before the close, it looks fine. At the close, it doesn't look so fine. The following day, set an alert to close intraday if it's below the low of the previous day. Right, that is a, a uh, safety net right there. So in that case, it would be below 110.94. So that's that right there is top to bottom how I map out a trade. Now, those who have been with me for a while, they know exactly what this process looks like. Uh, it's been 27 minutes that I've been on the live stream so far, but I would never take 27 minutes to put on a single trade. It's all data. A lot of this homework I do ahead of time to make it simpler on you. And then we just go through and execute them together at the end of the day. And um, I would put on toll. That is the only one I would put on because we saw the other back tests compared those and um, nothing fit. So I would be obligated to put on toll. Now, let's say if toll goes great, right? Let's say we're in this trade and it is monster, right? Let's see if the back test will plot. Yeah, this is one really cool feature of TrendSpider. You can actually plot the back test right there like historically speaking this back test is like gangbustered performed right let's say it does actually perform awesome and move like this okay 23 dollars in 22 days that would be incredible so if it does that i have a plan some real voodoo with options this is one of the coolest things i've ever learned i actually learned this from uh there was a show on cnbc called options action maybe you've seen it um i actually have the option uh, the opportunity to work with one of the hosts his name is michael Coe. he lives in austin um he and i interacted on social media and then i had a chance to go down to austin and work with him a little bit this is one thing he taught me that i thought was like gangster and i was like wow <laughs> i wish i had known about this right at each profitable atr so we talked earlier the atr is um three right here the average true range of the candles over the last week is three so I would go up three and another up three. So 112, 19 turns into 115, 19. You'll see why in just a moment. And then another $3. So frustrated. My favorite colors went away. Plus two ATR. So when it goes and closes above one of these points, we get very offensive. When it's working, we have some sort of voodoo. When it's working, we pull out the black magic and check this out. So when it moves one ATR in your direction, can you roll up and sometimes out if you need to for a credit? Meaning if I bought 
this one, let's say I bought it for $650. It's moved up by $3. So in theory, at 74 delta, it's gone up 222. I'm up 222 per contract. So that's gone from like 650 to 872. Okay. Then I can roll it up to another strike. Now that other strike has to be liquid and it still has to meet the same open interest. It still has to meet the same extrinsic. Let's say I can roll it up to the 110 strike. When I do that, I can book partial profits now. By the time that this happens, this will have moved up from the 61 delta to the 75 delta. And whenever uh, I'm rolling this up, I'm going from like 85 to 75. So when I do that, you sell to close the original position, buy to open closer to at the money, same number of contracts. It takes, uh, you get partial profits right now. Your account goes up today. It frees up capital, right? It frees up some money that you can now trade with that you didn't have before because it was locked up in that trade. And it keeps the trade alive. You went from a 75 Delta trade. It's now up to an 85 Delta. And you're basically just rolling back down to the 75 Delta. Okay. Now we still maintain the half ATR at the new level. Right. So this can happen, right? It has a great day. And then it, it pops up. We roll up and then it comes back down. Well, we would still get out half ATR from the new point. So about right there. Right? We're being very defensive here. And by rolling up, let's say it does turn around and go against us. Our losers are smaller. Our losers are smaller because we rolled up the option. And our winners are bigger because we've already taken profits and we're keeping the option trade on. It is one of the coolest things that you can do in options. And I don't think very many people know about it. It is, it is straight up black magic that we can do. <laughs> if Harry Potter traded options, he would trade it this way. So. With all that, um, that's what I would do with this trade. And I'll continue to do this coaching type of session uh, every single day until I actually put some trades on because otherwise it gets boring. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed that, guys and ladies. I'm going to jump off now, skip the final thoughts. I took way too long explaining all that. And uh, of course, you can always reach out to me on the Discord. Have a fantastic afternoon. See you right back here tomorrow. Talk soon. <music>